Hey everyone, I'm live from Madrid right now with Mark and Raz. It's Hotline League episode 96. I'm so excited to start the show perfectly on time. You know, sometimes we have some issues ahead of the show, but even though, you know, I'm in a hotel room in Madrid, uh, internet is sketchy, I've had some, uh, you know, who knows what's going on. The show started perfectly on time and we're going to get into it. Uh, before I introduce my co-hosts, my colleagues to you, I want to... Uh, I want to first shout out our sponsors. First off, we've got Alienware. Thank you for their support, as well as Movement. We'll be talking about both of them later on as the show continues. But first, my constant co-host, Mark, how's it going? It's going really good. I am uh, really excited about Worlds. You know, I love whenever we have zero teams in quarterfinals. Um, that feels really good. I like when we can only find... A single win against a non-LMS team, that feels really good. Um, you know, it's just uh, I'm really looking forward to the rest of Worlds and, and the quarterfinals. I'm sure we'll get a lot of calls about quarterfinals matchups and none about why North America sucks. Yes, exactly. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Twitch chat giving, uh, throwing out Fs in, in sadness over uh, the end of North America's run. Regardless, uh, Raz, how are you doing? Oh, doing well. Enjoying my wonderful internet here in this Berlin uh, uh, hotel. So I think I'm better off than you at the moment. And so big, big plus over here. Well, that's how the show goes sometimes. Yeah, the internet is uh, so interesting. So it, apparently Madrid, and nobody on Twitter was able to tell me why this is, but uh, Madrid is like everything was booked out for hotels and Airbnbs. So Bruno and I are staying in a boutique hotel um, that describes itself as hetero-friendly. And I think oh. the people at the front desk have the wrong impression about the professional versus personal relationship between me and Broden. So it's a kind of an interesting situation. Hotel's been great. Everyone here is super nice. Could I do wish we had five more up. That would be great. Um, anyway, that's that's how things have been going for me over the past 24 hours. Just also, very exciting update, just did laundry at a nearby laundry machine place because um, I was out of clean clothes. Anyway, I should have gone home when North America did. That's my whole point. Uh, either way, Mark... I feel like yes. it's been you and Kelsey who've just been talking on Twitter nonstop about how to save North America. I feel like we've just talked a lot about random stuff, like the whole we, we talked about, you know, the East versus West narrative and does it actually fit anything or is it all just kind of like random words that people want to apply? No, no, I've, I've enjoyed it. I think we have been just like talking about that stuff. We, I haven't talked too much about like how to save NA, where everyone comes out with like their, their big plans. I've only done it around one topic. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of problems. Yeah. Uh, uh, Raz, I think your mic might be rubbing against your clothes or something, so just uh, keep an eye on it. If you oh, can. no, you're right. Yeah, it bumps, yeah, it bumps you've up already. Yeah, it's all right. Sorry, Who sorry. sips a wine? My bad. Sloppy. I'm a little bit too drunk. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it right. is. By the way, it is 10:30 here in Europe, uh, so that's why there's a bit of a difference. We're doing the show at an earlier time. It's 1:30 back in in LA. Uh, Mark, if you want to put mm -hmm. a tweet out, I'll retweet it. Uh, oh, either way, yeah, I guess we are live now, huh? 
Yeah, uh, we're it's a bit of a shorter show today because we did we are as much as I trolled in the beginning we are starting a little late uh, after some issues uh, getting everything going. It's hard to produce a show on the road. But that's the way it goes sometimes. Uh, either way, uh, I guess obviously the the big topics for this week: groups who got out in what order, who didn't get out, namely North America, uh, and I and obviously predictions and stuff for quarters. I don't know if there's anything else that was super big that happened. Uh, I mean, obviously that all that stuff is super big, but I'm trying to think if there's any other major topics that I'm forgetting. As well uh, as laughing his ass off for some reason. Did Did League Ten happen since our last show? I don't think oh, so. I think it did. Oh. I, yeah, I think it did. Because we did. Oh, League Ten happened immediately after our show. That's why I stayed on stream. So we can talk about the oh, League Ten right, stuff yeah. a little bit if we want. I mean, there's not too much esports stuff there, but like. If people have anything they want to call in about, maybe you think there should have been more esports stuff in League Ten, or maybe you think that uh, all these other games that Riot's announcing are going to help out League esports or something, or the mobile game or something like that. Who knows? But obviously, that's kind of fun stuff to talk about as well. Uh, either way, uh, I think that's the big stuff. Uh, I can't think of anything else unless you guys can. No, I pretty much nailed it. No, that's yeah. most of it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mark, maybe we should just dive straight into callers. Do you want to sure. explain how the show works? Yeah, so if you've never seen the show before, it is a live call-in show. So I am spamming Twitch chat with the Discord link. Ayo, go ahead and join up. Once you're here, you need to join one of the voice channels, Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2. And then you put your topics in the text channel, Pleb Topics. So go ahead and type whatever it is you want to talk about. Right now, we don't have that many predictions for quarterfinals, so I'm definitely looking to grab some people for that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I don't want to go all NA sucks. I know this is an NA show for the most part, but there is still other stuff going on. Uh, if we like your topic, we'll pull you into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn. We'll do a quick audio check to make sure that you sound fine, and then we'll bring you on air to talk with us. And uh, if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. I really appreciate it. Uh, helps to cover some of these expensive European costs because apparently whenever a city is sold out and you have to stay in the boutique hotel, the boutique hotel can charge you a lot of money. Either way, if you are a sub, uh, thanks for being one. And you can also join the Subtopics channel on Discord once you've synced your Discord and your Twitch account. And uh, that allows you to put your topics in there. It moves a little slower. So either way, thank you to our subs as well. I'll be shouting some out in just a moment. While Mark is grabbing those folks, oh, Clutch is in Twitch chat right now saying, I'd say we make it out of groups next year, but we don't exist anymore. Yeah. What's going to happen to the Clutch Gaming Twitch account? They're always in our delete the Delete it. Delete the account. I want to see, yeah, I want to see what happens to all their stuff. That'll be interesting. One second. Let me get the merchandise that matters. Can I, yeah, can I have a bunch of Clutch stuff? You have to get rid of all of it. Please, Clutch. Anyway. Uh, but Raz, uh, you know, obviously we're talking about North America, but also LPL uh, is the second least represented of the major regions, right? Like all three LEC, all three uh, LCK, but only Raz two left. LPL. Raz. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um... Part of that is just like a battle between RNG and Fnatic for who got the last spot, and it was really close. So I don't think it speaks necessarily to LPL being weaker. Uh, I think it was just kind of more the group 
draw and how things broke out, and that was a really tough group to get out of. And, you know, unfortunately for LPL fans, they, they didn't get out, but for Fnatic and, and EU fans, it was, it was super sick. That whole day two run, which they've kind of becoming synonymous with, it was amazing. Yeah. Well, whatever. Anyway, Raz. What's up? I was asking you, are you sad that only two LPL teams made it out whenever we had three LEC and three LCK? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I definitely thought that RNG was going to make it out. So I thought all three LPL teams would make it out. FPX performed pretty garbage-like. IG was pretty damn good. I mean, I expected a lot, but they were strong enough. RNG, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know. Well, Mark, do we have some callers in the queue? Uh, yeah, we got three right now. Still looking for topics about semifinal or quarterfinal matchups. It's really only one right now. Um, and then people in the waiting room, make sure to unmute your headset, specifically OG Kush. If you are listening to this, I'm coming for you. Yeah, always unmute in the waiting room because Mark can't test your audio if you're not able to hear him. Uh, yeah. So, uh, low IQ play. Here we go. He's not unmuting, so we'll just pull someone else. Okay. Off mark goes. Right, a couple quick shout outs. Thank you to Raz for resubbing for eight months. That's very nice. Oh, you're welcome. Propose for for uh, setting a prime and narrow for 21 months. That's a long time. LOL Globus at 10 months. Uh, got to meet you in Detroit. Glad to resub. And Oli1, thank you for the 13. Uh, thanks everyone for Does the Does that subs. mean I get softball questions? Breathe deep, fly high as well. Holy guacamole. What? Not unmuting. What? Uh, Twitch, people, if you're in the waiting room, we need you to unmute so that we can grab you. Uh, thank you to Chris Mogakaku. Uh, is that how you say it? Shout out to Alienware for the Prime sub. Sold out napkin for two months in a row. Merchant of Soul for three. And Tylord X for the two. We got Mobot here. Mobot, where are you calling from? Hello. I'm calling from the UK. From the UK. This is what now that we're doing all these shows at like ten or eleven in Europe, we're getting all these European callers that the EU has yeah, taken no, over not... Hotline League. I'm so, I'm so sad about it. Mobot, yeah. what do you <laughs> what do you want to talk about the show? Alright, okay, so uh, a lot of people been talk about saving NA. I think NA will continue to get worse as a region. Uh, the reason for this is that I don't see... Well, there's a couple of reasons for it. I reckon more imports are coming in and becoming NA natives. So we look at Team Liquid, for example. And that takes away... Well, we would look at Team Liquid as a good example of that, but there are other teams where, for example, and other players who are taking spots away from, I guess you could say, potential NA talents. Uh, there's a couple of examples I'll get into in a second in general and I and the second reason why I think it'll get a lot worse is that um, at a certain point these players are getting older and at a certain point I think they'd want to move away and from playing league 12 hours a day and continue on with their lives and I don't think there'll be a player I don't see Doublelift playing another 10 years for example who's going to replace Doublelift there's no one I'm talking about any native right now. There are, there's no one that will be able to replace Doublelift. Uh, in terms of, uh, just to add, gives that some more substance, what, what would be the immediate fix? Uh, you'd, you'd have to try and promote 
uh, NA talent uh, right now. If you're a lower team, that, you know, trying to go for that fifth, sixth playoff spot, why are you going to be looking at... I'm, I'm t- some of these teams will look at picking up, hey, we could pick up Piglet, we can pick up Phoenix, Arrow's still on there. Why are we not taking a chance on Fate God, who's looked quality on 100 Thieves? He's going to be playing Academy next year. Blabber very likely to be playing Academy next year. Tactical entries from TSM. There's there's a few players that have the opportunity to make through, but I feel like in, teams are so focused on imports, and I I don't see the reason why for that. It just well, the two that you them. named in particular are under contract, and so I think unless Fake Gods uh, expires, but uh, I think that's part of the problem, right? Is that we do have talent in Academy, but it is in some ways locked away. Um, is my concern. Mark, you just sent a tweet. Yeah, I sent you something in Skype. So, if uh, Mobile, have you, did you see my some of my tweets from last night? Uh, no, I didn't know. Okay, so I'll, I'll go through the whole spiel for you. Um, and this is going right. to sound pretty pessimistic for, for North American talent, but I'm not saying we don't have any, and I'm not saying if, if you're a North American player on the ladder right now who hasn't got their shot, you know, I, you deserve it, um, but let's let's go through this. Go with the first image for me, Travis. Yeah, I mean it's hard uh, to see, I think, but um... yeah, it's 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 more just about. I'll just give the context for it. Sure. Um, at the very very bottom, oh my the fucking my my actual tweet text is in the way. Can, is there any way just to show the image? Oh, yeah, there we yeah. go. Uh, sorry. Um, so at the very very bottom, it's a little hard to see, but this is basically a listing of the player rosters from 2017, and then to 2018 and on the left two columns are na middle two are europe and last two are lec or lck um and what i did was i used a text differentiator to you know check for new names and what whatnot new words um and did that for each league i saw that there were a couple small errors with it um like maybe by one or two i saw xerce on both lists for some reason but it counted them as new so i'm not exactly uh, but i double checked and for the most part it's pretty accurate um North America has 26 new players in 2019 through 2017. EU has 32 new ones. And the LCK has 34 new players. These are all 10-team leagues. I looked at it with LPL as well. Uh, but LPL has 12 teams, and they expanded yeah. to 16. So I, I just cut them out because I didn't want to have luck. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. I was just like, fuck that. Let's make it simple. Um, and so what's interesting, though, is even though NA added 26 players, which is already the lowest, 12 of those players played in other leagues before and are not really new players. They're they're imports, right? So Sven is an example of someone who left the EU list and joined the NA list, and, and that happens across the board uh, for North America. And so realistically, we've only added 14 new players, right? So if you do the math on roughly how many more players EU is finding over NA, um, you know, 30, 32 divided by 14 effectively comes out to 2.29 rounding up to 2.3 just to keep it a little easier. Um, so they find roughly 2.23 new players than, than North America does. Can you go to the next image for me, Travis? Yeah. Uh, here we go. It'll take... It's, I switched. It'll just take you. Yeah. Professor yeah. Mark is in class. Okay. Yeah. So here we go. Here are the percentage population breakdowns of server sizes of ranked, ranked players. North this America... this is before Fortnite came out, by the way. This is 2017, uh, and so I, I don't have super good up-to-date data. This is one of the best things I've, I've seen on it, and we did start this in 2017. I mean, you know, that was the rosters I compared, and so it might change around a little bit. This is also omitting China because, once again, they break the rules. Um, they have 
more, many, many, many more times players than the entire rest of the world added together. Uh, so, North America, you see, has 10%, 10.8% of the population. EU West has 24.9%. So, if we do the same math and get how many more players there are in Europe than NA, 24.9 divided by 10.8 comes out to 2.3. Oh, and which is, as you said a second ago, the amount that additional that they are adding. So it yes, actually lines it, up. That's actually super smart. It, it actually lines up perfectly. Um, Korea is a little bit, you know, they actually have a little bit smaller of a server percentage, and they actually find a couple more players. So you could say maybe LCK has the leg up on finding players and implementing them into their system, and EU, you know, obviously is, is doing a good job as well. But you do see that there's at least a pretty close relationship between your population size and how many new players you're finding. Now, that's not to comment on quality of new players, which is a separate issue, um, which we can get into potentially. But at least in terms of, like, is NA finding enough new talent? At least relative to the server size is yes. Because what you do if you remove imports, you say, let's stop using imports. You don't suddenly find more good NA players. You start giving slots to players who are getting them just because they're North American, not because they're necessarily any better than the options that exist around the world. And I think it's a little erroneous. And this was the other thing I tweeted to the, uh, yesterday was like, I don't think over invest over investing in North American talent will cause more problems than it will fix. Um, and, you know, the same way that like, there's, there's a lot of other factors, like we're importing talent. So it's suppressing some of our new players. Like we maybe be finding more if we didn't do this. Um, but at the same time, we're also taking players like LCK gets their players taken by China. Um, LEC has their whole master system. It, you know, it's, it's not exactly a one-to-one -one perfect comparison, but at the very least, I don't think that we are super hurting our own scene with imports. And I don't think that there is secretly this layer of North American talent that we haven't found. Um, I think that, you know, we find roughly the same rate, you know, we find licorice, they find keen and naguri right um we find viper they find doran and sword right it's basically two to one um and keen and naguri are way better than licorice and so people say well then we're not developing our talent that well but our veterans also don't stack up against their veterans you know it's not just our new players that can't stack up to their old player or their new players our old players don't stack up to their old players either you know so it's it's not necessarily either just talent development either. It's it's a larger problem about maybe our approach to the game, how we play it. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of other problems in the North American scene, and I'm not trying to say that like population size is the only one, but from the perspective of how North America finds new talent, it is at least proportional to our server size. Um, so I don't, you know, that's that's my take. I think going for North American players and just throwing them into our system is wrong. And to highlight this even further, if you go and look at our academy system, it is full of what I call fodder players that are just there because their names and teams don't really care. I was talking to an executive about, you know, the problems with, with academy and things like that. And he was saying, you know, people cancel scrims all the time. It's not professional. There's all these problems with the academy system. Um, and another problem, I think, is, is just the quality of players that they're putting in there. Uh, I would say there's roughly 
15 players who I've identified as people who have been around for plenty long to know that they don't have this ceiling that we're waiting for them to necessarily hit. And I'm not going to name names because I don't want to turn this into a flame session, but those are spots where I'm saying, why not go to other regions and properly scout out their young players and try and find the Chovies, the Keens, the Humanoids, the Larsons, these people that other regions are finding before they find them. Why, why, is our, why do we have all NA teams in academy of players who have been playing for four plus years and i'm not counting um veterans in this there's veterans in there who are there for a stabilizing presence like a darshan i don't count a darshan as a fodder because it's not like he's there you know that we're waiting to see him become good or anything he's there to help you a stabilizing presence to be a voice of leadership and i think you can argue that that's very useful same with who he and some of these guys um but there are i would say 15 and a, a, almost half the league in in academy the north america uh, the the top laners are in that kind of like you know like that's that's a that's an area where i am i am baffled that we don't just import more people like broken blade and put them in academy and give them some time like jukes and you know some teams do this with fbi and lost and and um maxi for FlyQuest in the jungle and scarlet but that's what every team should be doing basically is 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 trying to find these players in other regions so we're not just grabbing top players that other regions are no longer using or maybe like you know trying to woo them after they've already been discovered by these other leagues but we should also be addressing it from the bottom in the academy system of finding new players that could potentially grab and become real stars in the league so my that's concern. that's my that's my solution my concern mark I'm yes. glad you prepped that for the start of the show. Um, you don't have to make a YouTube video now because you just talked for the past 10 minutes. Um, Sorry. There you sorry. go. I, I, actually, I was making okay. a YouTube video today, and then I just was like, ah, I'll just do it on Hotline League. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's what I figured. I mean, that, was a, that was a prepped enough spiel that I'm like, I know that. I've had that, that spiel yeah. ready for like, <laughs> yeah. a YouTube video before. Yes. Sorry, go um, ahead, Travis. So anyway, uh, my concern is – all right. So my, my response would be, when we import players, they seem to be worse than they are in their other regions. And thus, I worry that by... Imp oh, here's part two of the YouTube video. Uh, ready? Mark's got it ready. Um, yeah. So my concern is, we import these players, even and they never become as good as they could <laughs> in yeah. one of these other regions. Oh no, Nisky's in the chat! Nisky! But, but listen to me, Travis. That's still not... <laughs> That still works in our favor, because because let's be okay. honest, if if we found Chobi before, you know, he joined up into the LCK system, he's not turning into the Chobi that we know. The NA Chobi in this parallel world is not, you know, greatest laner in the world, mid laner in the world, potentially Chobi or something like that. You know, I'm not saying that, but he could become better than some of the other mid laners that we have. Demonte, you want us to lose to Tanner? I'm not saying Demonte. We have we have other mid laners that we also have brought in from Europe and other regions, and he could potentially take their spots, right? Okay. I'm not saying this is only pushing out North American talent, but there's other mid laners in North America who are also European or Korean who would lose their spot to this potentially NHOV, right? On top um... of the fact that that even if this fails, think about it. We've weakened their pool. Now Chovy's not in Korea. He's he's getting ruined in North America. All right. Do we want a part three of this video? Because oh oh. Mm. Well, first, okay, hang on. I I want to throw to Raz because Raz has said anything, and I want to okay, throw yeah. to Mobot because Mobot hasn't said yep. anything. So Raz, why don't okay. you? So I actually 
I have a more of a comedic thing on Twitter. So a lot of the times when these discussions happen, I kind of just throw out something that has a semblance of truth, but in you know, like packaged in a very comedic fashion. I think this entire discussion, as long as we think of it from a more of a, hey, let's take import talent that are in solo queue, bring it to North America, and then kind of cultivate it, and then get surprised when their talents kind of diminish. Uni's probably the best example of that. At the end of the day, people don't want to deal with the core issue, like such a large issue that is really on Riot that I think teams should be pushing for. And I understand that server size is really small, so you're not going to have a west or east server. That's just not going to happen. But then the push should be, and this is probably so, this is a, an idea that's so far out there, but um, they sh there we go. They should just literally move the fucking LCS from LA to Chicago, like legitimately. Because my biggest issue right now is that solo queue right now is low quality for everybody. For everybody. Even for the competitive players. It, like For competitive players to move from wherever they are in Europe or Oceania and they're playing on 8 ping or whatever, they come to NA and then they're suddenly at 60 ping. And for anybody that comes in that environment, they probably have high mechanics for a long time. But the issue is not so much that you are a high mechanical player. It's always upkeeping those mechanics. That when you're going in solo queue, you're dealing with somebody else that has high mechanics versus you that have been basically upkeeping it, upkeeping it not only in just scrims, but also um, in solo queue. A challenge consistently. You're, it's not going to be good. Everybody knows the feeling of having 60 ping or 70 ping, I suppose. I think it actually got higher. Ezreal or Riven or that just you literally cannot practice certain combos that is the issue now yeah. so like I don't know like there are obviously a lot of issues on the table and I think it's either going to be make a separate move the LCS or the competitive players both in the main uh, LCS or the academy they have to be able to play in the low ping consistently and that also challenges the Diamond One Master, like players who are playing underneath that, because then they consistently have to play against that. And that actually challenges the players in solo queue consistently. They may lose repeated games because of mechanical fuck up in mid lane or in top lane. And as long as you get punished consistently because of just that, you, begin, you get better as a player or people overtake you. But that environment doesn't exist in that solo queue of that reason so i think that ping for me will always be the issue that whenever you pick up the best mechanical players with wherever they come from if they are there for a full year that's not gonna be what makes them different from other players i think of licorice was just in korea or china or yeah in a, in a competitive environment for a full year two years suddenly the conversation changed the conversation changes and he suddenly becomes a, a much more sought-out commodity. It's the environment that's the issue rather than, um, I guess, the players, necessarily. Right, and I think this is one of those things where it, it's not any one answer, you know, it's, it's a combination of them. So True. I 100% agree, like, ping's a big problem and really help or uh, hurts our, our competitive environment. I, I heard, supposedly, that players are not allowed to do in-houses in-season, they can only do them out-of-season, um, which arts and like these kinds are i had to fix and the team just to push but i i think 
Did we lose Travis? No. Oh. I'm losing you guys a little bit. I got that. Hold my comeback. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give it a second. I think we should be good to hear in a moment. I can hear. I assume Twitch that should be. Yeah, you're kind of breaking up on my end. Uh oh. Um, Hotel uh, internet. It's, it's, Hotel it's, internet. It'll just blip and then we'll be good in a second. We're almost good. We're almost back. Uh, 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 oh, uh, oh, oh, hang in there, Twitch chat. Oh, 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 oh. F. Riot is shutting us down. EU production. Yeah, it is. It's, by the way, it's EU production. People say NA production. I'm in Europe right now. That makes this EU production. I just want to be clear. Wait, I just got another ad. Are we are we back yet? Can we, yeah, we're, we're back. back. Okay, we're okay, back. we're back. Uh, so what I was going to say was Raz is totally right. Ping is probably the biggest individual issue, and I would I would agree with that because that gets more to the heart of like, well, why aren't our NA, our, our veteran players also as good? Or like, why do the people that we do import drop off when they come here? You know, like I think that speaks much more to a larger issue. But it's one of those where there's there's multiple issues along the way, you know, and so, you know, teams should be trying to figure out how to solve this, but they can also be actually using the academy system well, which they're currently yeah. doing. Um, and just for some historical context, players like Keen, players like Huhi, players like Rush were players who didn't have significant competitive experience before joining up in North America, and they weren't, you know world beaters and like shit all over us or anything like that but they were still good and they still had a that you know they they did well in the lcs for their time i mean who he as much as people kind of flame him brought north america to their first msi um and then rush was was a great jungler before he kind of went back to korea and dipped out for a little bit and went through his whole i don't, I don't really know what he went through but you know the second time we saw him is not what rush was the first time uh yeah, but it's been a though yeah, I mean, that's a fine example, but those aren't new players. I'm saying the new players that we find oh, yeah, yeah. and Sorry. bring over generally do work out. Not all the time. Like, there's a Seraph, but Monte Cristo was ahead of his time. Seraph was a great idea in a world where you can stick him in a, a an academy league and try and develop him and see if he actually turns out to be better than Dyrus or Licorice or, you know, whatever else. And, and I think that is not the only fix for all of North America's problems, but... I don't think over-investing in North American talent and making, like, Academy only a North American league and starting to push out import players from the main rosters just on the basis of we shouldn't be using imports. Like, I think that's actually the wrong way to go about it. And I think keeping a healthy balance... And I don't want this to be a, a fucking NA talent thing either because there is talent, and they deserve shots. And there's players on the solo queue ladder and competing in scaling grounds who have not had the three-plus years of of competitive league experience on a serious team that you probably need to start determining how good that player is going to be. Um, but there are some who have had that time, and I don't think we need to keep giving it to them. Okay, I want to throw back to uh, Mobot, who hasn't been able yeah, to. Yeah, no, so, uh, just to answer that, uh, I, I disagree with the point. I think there should be certain teams from now, such teams don't have the realistic aspirations of, you know, winning, you know, being a top three, top four team, those teams should start investing in NA talent, try and build those up, and then supplement the positions that maybe the talent hasn't developed. I think that's the approach I need to take. Uh, I think you mentioned earlier the 2.3 times argument. Uh, let's take uh, Europe and uh, what you call it, NA as an example. Who would be Rookie of the Year this season from NA? 
How many rookies are there that are actually any times? I can think of Fate God. I can't think. I can't think of another name. This uh, year? Yeah. Um, this year. This, this split. No, this whole year. Let's say the whole year across Wiggly? both lists. I think there was about. The Wiggly was playing last year, though. No. Mm, he only played two games and didn't qualify as a rookie. He qualified so, as a rookie spring. Uh, Wiggly's been around and seen. Are there any new play, new players breaking through? That, that's the question I'm asking. Because you got a problem with Wiggly? I'm saying mean, he's not a rookie, but maybe okay, maybe okay. Technically, he's a rookie. But let's say he's a rookie. If you're saying technically a rookie, that applies to all of your like half of the European leagues too, because they're playing in master systems for a while before, or some of them, not all of them, but a number of them play in master systems for a period of time before breaking through. But the, I'm talking about breaking through also onto top teams. Let's look at how many. Let's just take like mid laners from Europe. Let's talk about what Nemesis, Larson, Humanoid, Abadage. Yeah, know, look at, look at uh, little, the whole rogue team, the whole misfits team. I just think the talent isn't breaking through into the right team, you know, uh, into the top. I think overall, with the imports that are coming in, I think the quality of imports has actually dropped. Oh, yeah, the last well, top yeah. tier, yep. Last top tier import, I think, in NA was Core JJ. I can't think of a. Well, that was this year. I, I will admit yeah. that his uh, argument yeah. sounds compelling to me mostly because of his accent but my my question would be you can't just say that like like you have to give examples of who is his is being you know who who is losing their spots are you talking about yasui are you talking about tuesday are you t like you know the actual uh, players the you talked about uh sometimes in contrast i mentioned fake god i mentioned blabber those two guys should be uh, starting players Fake no, 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 god was a starting player yeah he was he took he took some day's spot and that was the success that you're talking was about. that through was that through hundred thieves situation like because they couldn't find a na mid laner yeah I sure i mean just... look they they have both someday and uh fake god but regardless they started him because he was in an, in, I... well in an ideal world they wanted to start someday but unfortunately saligo wait a minute out. these are caveats now that you i don't want to argue with you, but you're <laughs> yeah, certainly I mean, yeah. putting in a lot of caveats in here, you're, sir. You're saying like, oh, where's North American mid laners? Well, they tried to find one, and they couldn't, so this was a better solution. But that's the whole point is like, like they're they're not necessarily just all growing on trees, and like we're just not picking them, you know? Like, and and they're they're a lot of these guys have been around forever. Like I would say, you know, Golden Glue should be on a starting roster somewhere. He's not. The academy system is a little frustrating that some of these people like Blabber end up on teams for extended periods of time, but like. I mean, there's not like that many, in my opinion, that are ready to become better than than the the people in the LCS. And putting a player in a, in a bad situation, and I've talked about this in the past, is not like better. Like putting Yasui, who maybe deserves a shot on like a, a, a significant team, isn't gonna like develop better if he's put into a dumpster fire that Echo Fox kind of was. I don't think that that helps his career necessarily any more than I don't think it's it's better than playing another year of academy necessarily well i think i think there's one final point like i think i want to make as in let's look at it from the other perspective some imports some teams the way they import I, I just think they're just better off like what does arrow give to optic why is arrow playing in the NALCS over someone potentially it could be potentially an na talent it could develop what does Arrow offer in the short term that NA player couldn't offer in a short, well, maybe to I medium, think, even to long term? I think one of the concerns is, you say, like, over somebody else. 
But it's hard, and I'm not saying there isn't an alternative to Arrow in like in a solo queue, but until you can actually give me one, it's kind of a, a, a weaker argument where you're like, why do they have Arrow? The immediate answer is just like, well, maybe they couldn't find somebody else, or they couldn't well, find so like, like a better NA. Mid, to, to the caller's AD. point, I'm not saying every import is inherently better than another option, but also to Travis's point, like the best marksman in, in Academy was Keith. Uh, and then you would probably say Rakara maybe or Tactical, um, and so maybe Tactical is your guy or maybe Prismal. Um, but once again, contracts and these kinds of things start factoring into what you can do with them. Um, so, you know, as well as the fact that for most people, from what I heard behind the scenes and scrims, and as well as on the LCS stage, Arrow actually was okay, you know, for relative to North American level. And just by putting in a North American player to play, it's not like they're guaranteed gonna suddenly become great um and and become better than arrow just because they have his spot uh yeah. you know so like i agree with the sentiment that like bringing in aging imported players doesn't significantly help our system and what i'm saying is also bring in young players who have the potential to overtake them as well and try and go from both angles because maybe we find you know nuclear and he and he's better, you know. Maybe nuclear is better than than arrow. And we found nuclear first, and now he's playing instead of arrow. That's what I'm suggesting, as opposed to defending the the current imported slot. And we're trying to do that with like Scarlet, right? Right. That's what I'm saying with Scarlet, with Maxi, with with FBI and Lost, and these kinds of players who are young and in regions, uh, you know, that we like. Some of them have played for a little bit in the OPL and some of these things, but like trying to find players who are diamonds in other solo queue, not just North American solo queue. All right. Hey, thanks so much for calling in, Mobot. Uh, but I think we're out of time for Thank this you. topic. We went a little long. I blame Mark. Uh, do you have anything you want to say here at the end? Uh, no, no, just thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Okay, Thank you, brother. Have a good one. People right. seem to think that this somehow ruins the pro scene, but I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean... We, we already use a fair amount of imported players, and there's a rule, I think this against, is, a rule I think against the major, having more, yeah. I think it's the major issue here. I mean, it's a constant conversation that happens. Like, it's not just the color that people say, um, I don't want like this player. No. First of all, I, I, th I thought Arrow from the games that I saw played well. Yeah. Consistently. So I, get, I guess it kind of supports the point, which is like, I want... A player that's not this. I was like, okay, well, make your pick because there isn't anybody. And I think the context for the conversation was more so, well, then they wouldn't do well at international events if they don't develop those people. I was like, wait, wait a minute. You're putting in significantly worse players because of their nationality. We got a problem, friends. <laughs> we got, yeah. we got an issue. I mean, uh, good if, luck with that. Assuming that the the skill level to population size thing holds true, roughly. You know, mm -hmm. like we would probably be Brazil level because we're, they're they're close to a, a, the same number. Uh, maybe we're we're LMS level. You know, like as much as people don't want to admit it, one imports are propping up our 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 competitive placings a fair amount, as well yeah. as the fact that imports can work. Look at China. I mean, the first team that won Worlds for them found the best two solo laners in the world, which happen to be Korean solo laners, 
Rookie being a star before they got him, and the shy uh, really getting his start in China after being a streamer and stuff for a period of time. And mm. Gim Goon and Doinbi are players who played a little bit in you know challenger-esque levels or as subs in Korea before going over to China and developing into you know being important players on their number one seed this year. And that's that's the methodology I want us to pursue. Well, uh, Mark, you want to grab our next caller? We'll do one more, and then we'll take our break. Cool, cool. Nice. Couple quick shout outs to Sarkers for the uh, for two months. Kyle0808. Oh, that was a pink C9 jersey guy. Hello. Kyle0808 for 21 months at tier two. Thank you for being a tier two sub. Voyu1, uh, Toxfire, who I believe I said, and Nolan Io. Thank you, everyone, for your subs. They are incredibly appreciated. And if you're not subbing, I don't have anything to say to you. All right, you just let, you've let me down, and it, I feel betrayed. That's what Papa I'm Travis is saying you can do better. Yeah. Pre never stops is here. Pre never stops. Where are you calling from? Calling from Freiburg, Germany. From Germany. Oh. Okay. What is your accent? <laughs> you asked me this last time. Uh, it's Midwestern. Midwestern. <laughs> that's right. Uh, did you go to groups? Midwestern uh, I... Germany. <laughs> Midwestern America. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, I'm studying abroad here. For did you, did so you I go did to groups? actually take the advantage to go to groups. Um, nice. Yeah, I went on Sunday. So nice. Did I see some pretty you? epic games. SKT versus RNG was hype. Did I see you? I did, yeah. I was wearing a Bjergsen hoodie. Oh, and, uh, you I remember. Yes, okay. I just wanted to see <laughs> if we'd met. Anyway, what do you want to talk about? Yep. Um, so I want to talk about uh, quarterfinals moving forward and the fact that I think Korea is going to have a ridiculously strong showing this Worlds and it's going to be a repeat of the last few Worlds besides last year. Um, I think that SKT is going to stomp Splice um, and then Griffin is going to handily handle IG. And I think Ooh. the only one that's up for debate a little bit is uh, Damon and... I think that they have the possibility. I would almost put it down to point flip between them and two. So wait, uh, uh, my, or why do you think that Griffin is going to take IG so easily? Because that's the one. Like IG looked pretty solid, and I know that they were stopping NA and it's NA lol, but like, eh. Um. So the reason I think that is because, well, first of all, um, looking at kind of Korea's strength as a region. Uh, we saw Damwon that group. Uh, they obviously didn't handle IG all that well, um, but I think with IG switching their jungler in and out, Tarzan can abuse and kind of make up for the maybe slight difference in solo laners there. Um, I think IG's a little bit inconsistent and that Griffin, if they show what they're showing the last few days, and I think they will because I think they kind of had some systematic issues coming in, but they're on the uprise um, that they'll be able to handle IG pretty easily. Raz, Raz? You wanna... yeah, yeah, I'll I feel like this, this is a Raz. A you're, Raz you're the IG. And I agree with you, sadly. Um, <laughs> Bro, you made sad, a face. Sadly, sadly. Yeah, I know. I know. I make faces a lot, though. It's actually just not indicative of that's, my opinion. That's the thing, yeah. That is the thing. So, uh, <laughs> I think your take on um, the Dom 1 versus G2 series is fair. 
that that one's probably the closest one, but it has a pretty good likelihood of an upset where Dom one goes on ahead. SKT for sure. I'm not even gonna justify that discussion. Um, uh, and then IG versus Griffin is the most interesting one, and Griffin showed in their two games versus G2, at least in their week two, that they could very easily be the best team in the tournament. And this tournament could just go down to a G, uh, Griffin versus SKT finals. Not a lot of people would be interested in that, but that is like literally the most interest uh, LCK versus LCK world finals I've ever had seen. Because of the sheer storyline of Griffin going up against them so consistently. But to the point about the quarterfinals of Griffin versus IG, yeah, I mean, IG has great solo laners. Like, the Cheyenne rookie have already proven to be the best mid and top laner so far in the tournament. But the issue is that you have other players. <laughs> Baolan and Jakulov have inted out lanes uh, two times to junglers when they there are certain moments where they should have backed away or at least given Ning about five seconds to clear out blue before they could have him lean towards their side, but they didn't have patience enough there. And then Ning, I watched his pro view. And good lord, I was just hoping that there was an extra bit of perspective that I would need to figure out why he did a certain, like a few things, especially versus Dumb One. But no, he's a coin flip jungler. And going up against Tarzan, who played so damn well, Griffin should take the series. I don't know how by how much. I think it's going to be 3-1 or 3-2. I'm saying it'll probably be a 3-1. And it's depressing, but that's life. Griffin is looking pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you because just seeing how Canyon was able to really screw Ning Shit up. Shit on him. Oh my yeah. god. Like, the Shy is really good and will, you know, probably have a pretty good series versus Sword or Doran, whoever is starting. I assume it's Sword. Um, but I don't think that they will play around him. Or, um, excuse me, IG won't be able to play around the Shy as well as Tarzan will cover um, that potential exploit. And then I think uh, bot lanes are relatively close. I think Jackie Love's probably a little bit better than, than Viper. Yeah. But, but Bao Lan, I think, has, has had a, a pretty rough tournament, too. Um, and then Chovy versus the Rookie is... is or, excuse Chovy versus the Rookie. Chovy versus Rookie is going to be the, the coolest matchup for me to watch because I think it's insanely high level and very close. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, right? Uh, rookie so far for me has proven to be the MVP of group stage. I actually heard Azale say that, so I kind of only piggybacked off that point because I just agree with it. Um, rookie's been phenomenal, and the Shy's also had great points. They can 2v5 games, but you're not going to be able to 2v5 versus uh, Griffin. And how many bad tournaments is Bao Lan going to have before he's just objectively seen as a bad support? I think he's good. I think Bao Lan is a good support, but in, in, in an international setting, he's just, like, Lehans is going to have the time of his life here. So, it's, a, yeah. it's unfortunate. So, yeah, I'm curious, uh, pre-Never Stops, if you think that Korea will take, or LCK will take the whole tournament. And do you think finals is LCK versus LCK? Um, I don't know if I'm willing to say finals is definitely LCK versus LCK. Have you done your pickums yet? I have. Oh. What are your pickums? My pickums are LCK versus LCK. I got Griffin. Nah, there we go. All right. um, the definite is a, a little bit of a toss-up, but I do see it being SKT or not SKT, but uh, Korea finalist. Like 
Carino winning the whole tournament. So that's where I'm sitting. And you have, I think it would be SKT, you think? I think it's SKT, yeah. Yeah. For Pete. Um, but I think it would be super interesting to see SKT maybe struggle a little bit against Splice. Um, a la last year's Worlds where... Uh, oh, God, what's the team that made a splash? I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the year well, past. there was Misfits versus uh, SKT a few years back. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that's two years ago. But yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, and then seeing Griffin come out and smash IG, that would be a really interesting finals that got there. Um, just to see those two teams. But I, I have Korea taking it all, yes. Well, do you, Raz there we go. Uh, Mark, do you guys think, what do you think the chances are that we see LCK versus LCK final? Especially now uh, that we have... Like, that's the unfortunate thing for LEC, I think, is, like, it's really exciting. And I have a video that's going to hit the YouTube channel later literally congratulating LEC on such a great year. But kind of sucks for them that even though they did get all three teams out, they're all on the second seed. Um, that's a rough spot to be yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's probably LCK versus LCK. But I actually, I almost feel like, I don't know. I'm I'm more hopeful. Just say it. I'm more hopeful for Fnatic reaching the finals again because I I really like SKT, but and and Fnatic looks really good on their second day. So maybe it's just me buying in a little bit too much, but we'll see. I, I would. Yeah, say you're sipping Kool Aid. I'm sipping Kool Aid. Yeah. No, Mark. No one from FPX and Fnatic are making it to the finals. So you Mark think if? Knows. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. <laughs> So you think it's 100% LCK versus LCK, or do you think if it is going to get broken up, it's by IG or... Um, yeah, uh, I think it got broken up by IG. Uh, or, of or course, G2. Two, or G2, I agree. Uh, IG or G2 can break it up. Um, you know, obviously, I think all seven teams, excluding um, Splice. Splice, can make it, they can have a run. But from what we've seen throughout the entire tournament so far... Um, IG has had their strengths pretty easily. That all they really need is Ning in particular to just have a good series for sure, and then they can go on. Um, but yeah, I think those two teams are incredibly high quality, and quarterfinals can just decide the finals from that side of the bracket. But Fnatic and OnePlus Phoenix need just a wholesale, like they just need to be able to get out of lanes. I think is my my only issue, and I think the first. 10 minutes versus both Griffin and I are going to be a real issue. <sighs> well, this is great news for me because I still hadn't decided if I was going to come back after quarters or not, but since we all feel as though it's going to be LCK, LCK finals, I've been to those finals a million times. I do not need to be here for that. You know, it's going to be, I can head out right now. I'll see you guys. No. Um, Anyway, thank you. Pre Pre do you have any or Pre never stops? Do you have any thoughts? Anything you want to say? Um, yeah. Uh, shout out movement. I really, really want one of those watches, but sadly, I'm spending all my money studying abroad in Germany, so that'll be uh, that's that's on the back burner. Um, nice. shout out Bingo Boys, and I'm glad to see that Kelsey confirmed Yasuo is the mid laner. So I'm just looking forward to hearing about T1 being an LPL uh, ADC coming up. Nice. I'm excited. I like this. I'm a big yeah. fan of this. MVMT.com <laughs> slash Travis. Thank you for shouting them out. Uh, either way, thanks so much for calling in. Great meeting you the other day, and uh, appreciate your call. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Speaking of sponsors, we're going to take a quick break. 
but again, uh, it's actually really fun. We get to do this so often with Alienware. Um, we have a special surprise for you guys. So this was supposed to go out a couple hours ago. Broden has not left his hotel room today. Actually, he did when we went to go do laundry. But he hasn't... I've just been feeding him Red Bulls and snacks to keep him going. And Burger King, because there's one right next to our, our hotel. I'm doxing myself right now. Anyway, uh, if... We were supposed to put out LPL1, which is the, na the code name for our mini documentary um, on LPL that we filmed over there. Raz is in it, by the way. Oh. Uh, I, it might still go out today in North America. We'll see. I need to check in with him after this is after the show is done. But I'm going to give you guys the first couple minutes of it right now. Uh, I apologize, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast. There's subtitles in the video. Obviously, that's not going to work well for you in the podcast, but hopefully you still... Can enjoy. Uh, I'm gonna meet Discord now, so we'll be right back, uh, Mark and Raz, and then we'll we'll hop in. Okay, so here we go. Let me find the file, and uh, hope everything goes well with the download. Here we go. 2017 World's Final at Beijing, right? We have I don't have the exact number, but it's 45k seats. It's sold out in seconds. If I go to the shops around this area, you will see just IG posters in just like random noodle shops. There are multiple times where I'm walking down the street in Shanghai and you see a restaurant that's just showing an esports game. Hello and welcome to a two-part video series about the Chinese League of Legends Pro League, also known as the LPL. My name is Travis Gafford, and I've been covering League of Legends esports professionally since 2011, and today I cover the North American League of Legends series every weekend, and I've also covered domestic events in Korea and Europe, not to mention my attendance at every single major international league event since the start of Season 2. Despite all this, my knowledge of the game's biggest and arguably most advanced league, the LPL, is incredibly limited. In the West, we know a lot about the LCS and LEC, which started as sister leagues in 2013, and share kind of a rivalry. We also know a ton about the Korean League LCK due to their long-standing international dominance and Korea's reputation as the mecca and founding country of what esports looks like today. On the other hand, the LPL has mostly sat quietly in the background as the fourth major region since its start in 2013. Fans in the West know very little about the culture of the LPL, despite the fact that it has by far the largest viewership, sponsorship and competitive teams of any league region. It wasn't really until Worlds took place in China in 2017 that I really started to see for myself just how different the region is from the rest of the world. The scale of the infrastructure, the fandom, and the sheer scope of the league is wild. This past summer, I was invited by the LPL and Alienware to explore the league across several different cities in China. In this first part of our LPL feature, I really want to focus on what stood out to me the most the intense and sometimes obscene fandom I've seen in literally no other part of esports. Can you help me understand how big the LPL is? LPL is huge, and also the fan base, the player base, they're just all huge. Gigantic, I would say. There's a lot of more fans, like 100 times or more, maybe even more. We're 
in China. So there are a lot more people than US or anywhere else in the world. So that's why we have a lot of fans or like viewership or something else. Yes, there are a lot more fans in China, but when I first looked at the audiences attending these events, I noticed something surprising. In China, I think players really love League of Legends a lot. And, and eSports is different from game too. We, we noticed that there's a significant amount of female eSports viewer in China. I was shocked when I first came and realized that like it felt like 70% of the audience were women. There was this really funny incident that happened where uh, Wang Sizong, which is like the IG manager, was trying to like send iPhones to people uh, after they won Worlds. And the Weibo algorithms basically selected like purely females. Why do you think certain players are popular? Cute. Play. Hello, I'm back. Uh, sorry. Oh. That is, uh, that's that the was, first that couple of minutes. What's that? What'd you, what'd you say, Mark? I said it was, it was sudden how quickly we came out of that. I was, well, I, I just, I heard it. It, there's not a good, I don't have a good cutting point, uh, for the video. So I just, uh, I appreciated the rise in the past in his haircut. My haircut right now is ass. I need to find yeah. a barber. That was, well, that either was way. Nice yeah. That'll be going up. If you're watching the VOD of the show, it might already be up, uh, that video. And I, I ask you to go watch it because Mark, or well, not Mark, Mark hasn't done shit. Uh, Broden and I have spent a lot of time, as, as well as Joe and some other folks, uh, trying to make that look good. Obviously, there were a couple errors in the, the video with the captions that you guys might have seen. But uh, regardless, uh, I think it's going to come out great. It's two parts. So if you're watching this, and we're putting out the second part, hopefully two days later, so maybe uh, Thursday. Um, the first part focuses on the fans, the second part focuses on just them building this giant insane scope. If you're watching this because this episode because you like Raz, Raz is in it a bunch. Um, so either way, uh, I Am think Am I coherent, really Travis? Uh, we just, you're, you're just slurring, you're drunk the entire time and we- No, really, I don't mean right now, I mean in the video, what the no, hell? No, I know, also in the video. You just, oh we, we, we want to illustrate like- the difference between the LPL and its casters, you know, the English casters are it's, just... It's hard to get Raz on camera without him having some sort of alcohol in his hand. That's true. That's true. Is this true? Mm. Uh, the analyst does. <laughs> he's just got uh, <laughs> a giant thing of Jack Daniels. But no, uh, either way, uh, so it's great. And thank you to Intel as well, Eliomer and Intel, for making that whole trip happen. Uh, it was really cool to go over there. And I know it's taken a little longer for us to get this out um and we've been talking about it for a while but we just wanted to make sure that it's uh pretty cool and, and to that end we did get a couple extra interviews uh last week during groups that we were able to add into the video so i think that that um will help make it a little good we, we had a couple things that we wanted to add in either way thanks so much to alienware for sponsoring us uh show and thank you to intel and alienware for sponsoring our trip over there stay tuned for that content go look for it on the youtube ch uh, channel uh whenever you can all right, should we get to the next caller? Sure. Yeah. What happened? Mark is probably going to go get the next caller. Oh, okay, to, okay. He has to leave the channel. rage quitted. Uh, I thought you rage quit, Travis. No, I didn't wish. I rage quit. I'm looking at the Twitch chat is just, the entire time I was talking about that, they were all just looking at Mark's cat, um, which was... This cat is cute as hell. Yeah. 
Uh, but whenever whenever Hotline League is happening, it borders on either incredibly cute and the cat looks incredibly comfortable, or the cat's being abused. Oh, hey, welcome back. Wait, yes. is my cat's being abused? <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's doing it? Oh, I don't know who it is. Well, welcome back to the show, Dark King. Uh, it's gone. You've, you've been on before. Uh, remind me where you're from. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. Raleigh, North Carolina. Well, thanks for, for calling in. What do you want to talk about on the show today? Um, so similar to the last caller, but I'm kind of just going to take a stance on, um, I'm going to say because of the way the, uh, quarters are broken down to it's a versus group, uh, D and C versus B. Um, I think this will prove that groups B and D, we obviously know group B was the weakest group overall, but this will prove that group B's and, uh, D were the weakest two groups. So sorry, one more time. What's your your prediction? Well, the groups B and D were the two weakest groups, and no one from those groups will make it out of quarters. Okay. So, my pickums has Griffin, Fnatic, SKT, G two. Griffin, Fnatic, oh wow, SKT, G two. Right. That's a really good take. Wait a second. Yeah. So you're basically saying the G two will upset Damwon, but everything else is, I think. Right, if you consider the heavy favorites from Europe um, to upset the uh, wild card from Korea to be an upset, I understand that they're the number one coming out of Group D. Wait a minute, this is some very hidden anti-NA propaganda and pro-EU propaganda that we're we're dealing with. Well, it's also pretty I'm not pro-EU, I'm just... I know, I'm just just throwing it down. Technically, he (laughs) flames Splice 2, but Fnatic... Over Fun Plus, yeah, Fnatic over Fun Plus. Um, Griffin, assuming you know all the pre-tournament um, um, anti-hype of them in a best of five, they'll be okay. Um, if that doesn't happen, they should beat IG. Um, SKT Splice, we've already talked about that should not happen, and then G two, which was the tournament favorite, should beat uh one of the tournament favorites should be damn one but right now they're number two coming out of group a but then i would also argue that again group a was stronger than group d um so therefore that they would be damn one whereas but this kills your LPL number teams one, at quarters yeah oh say that again I'm, i oh, also this killing, yes sorry, it would it would unfortunately so i think the i would agree with you on the point about group d being weak i think um you know that's why I kind of said it was low-key flame on uh, TL, but yeah, um, I would agree to the point. Yeah, you go first. You go first. Oh, by the way, I just want to say we could. I can tell we're streaming during EU hours or when EU people can watch because there's a bunch of people in Twitch chat that are like, "What do you mean upset about Fnatic beating FPX? What do you mean upset?" Anyway, Mark, continue. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, Group D, if, if you want to make a point about like them being a weaker group, not only like, oh, well, they only had to beat TL to get out and NA sucks, but I'd also say they're some of the w- less well-balanced teams. Like We're talking mm-hmm. about Ning uh, being a big liability, Baolam being a big liability, but the Shy and Rookie are god-tier. And same kind of with Damwon a little bit, where uh, you know there's big question marks around their bot lane. Nuclear has been hit or miss at points, uh, but Canyon and Showmaker and Naguri have been, for the most part, pretty good. So, like, I do think you can say they might have more weaknesses than other other groups first seed, yeah. or other teams, maybe. 
I would, I would also say, with the exception of like the one blowout game against TL, all of the games, including some of the games against AHQ and Group D, um, the Group D games seem to go... I, I don't know the stats on it, so it just was a feeling, I guess, more than anything else. They all seem to go longer, so they all tend to go... Um, whatever happens in the early game didn't really translate much. They all had like an even middle game, and then it was laking team fights, and then that won the game. So that's how TL got there, won against Dam1. Um, that's how they lost the game against the first game against IG. Um, and then um, that's how they won the game against AH. The TL won against uh, AHQ. That's how the IG Dem1 first game went. Um, so a lot of the games just seemed like they just trended to this like scale to late game kind of comp because no one could really win in the mid game and or transition to early to mid game victory into like just snowball elite. It was always just too close, right? Um... Versus like Group A felt like um, it was fight, fight, fight crazy and then i it, it just felt like all the crazies were in group a with like griffin uh, g2 and in theory c9 they wanted to fight but they just had no the read on the meta was off so i'll say from my right, mark oh is he trying Go to ahead. talk yeah okay, okay, okay. you got brass I'll say right from the get-go that it felt like Group C was a lot more uh, teamfight-based. Like, I'll always remember the RNG versus SKT game, um, where that went on for a while. <coughs> My god, I died there. Uh, mostly because SKT as a team, just there was multiple moments where they just didn't know how to work through their composition. And then finally they did with the Twisted Fate. But no, I, I think Group D, at least for Week 2, was pretty decisive. Specifically, IG had a very quick game versus PL. And I think AHQ as well. So those are fast games. And I think it's more, I'm okay with longer games. I think that's more of a stylistic thing. It's only really bad if a team unintentionally makes it longer. Uh, but still to your initial point, I agree. Group D is likely pretty weak, but it is always dependent on um, just reliability. I don't, reliability for me with Dumb One and um, IG to, Mark's point is actually just it they just have players that are too much of a detriment while every other team right now or at least first and second seed that we have in group A and I wouldn't say group C because I think Fnatic will show holes we've already seen them mm-hmm. um, that they're well balanced I think across the board yeah I think the other thing too about like the, the game time maybe on the second day some of the other groups are faster but like you know, the, the C9 Griffin with the Garen Yumi game took forever. All of Fnatic's uh, Garen Yumi games. and then Oh, you know, the Fnatic one, versus Clutch. Oh, Jesus. Fnatic versus Clutch, baby. That was another one that went on forever. So, like, uh, those those other groups had some stinker games, too, for sure. Yeah, I was uh, I always thought of, I thought, so, when Group A played last when, when we were playing, like, day one, because they didn't play or I guess they didn't play day one, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, so group B played, group C played, and group D played. When I was watching all of those, I always felt like um, they all played really slow, and everyone was saying the new read on the meta was we're all going to slow down the meta, we're not going to have the fight, fight, fight. And with the exception of the RNG, RNG and SKT one, um, that one was felt like fight, fight, fight for a while. Um but yeah, um, 
some of the group A ones did go longer, but there that G two uh, that uh, Griffin C nine one went longer. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think that that would be pretty fun because I think the the people spelling EU's doom. Like it'd be nice to see those guys uh, or the LEC teams at least make it uh, a little bit further. And obviously this would work I don't well. know. I'm not confident in my semis pick. What well, are your semis picks? Griffin. So I have Griffin and... I have Griffin beating Fnatic. And SKT versus G2 is my other one. So that's what I would have... Was guessing for the finals matchup right. in an ideal world anyways. So I don't really know. That one's pretty coin flip for me. So I have G2 getting out just due to champ diversity, but I, I'm i not confident in it. Yeah, I think I think champ diversity at this point in the... Uh, I think at a best of five, maybe it'll matter later on in the games, but I think fundamentals is sorely needed. So far, we've seen so many messy games from all teams, even SKT, and people are calling SKT like the favorites at the tournament than the number one. But I just see them literally making the most basic errors uh, at least with what their composition is trying to achieve, far more often. And I think there was a stat that was actually out there about how many, uh, what the win rate was for uh, mage bottom lanes or like non AD carry bottom lanes. So I think right now it's fine for teams to have it in their wheelhouse, but just playing a solid fundamental game of League of Legends is the most important thing. Griffin showed that. Um, to a certain degree, that oh, that G two got fucked up by that. What's we're losing up? you a bit, Res. Sorry, but well, let's just say that. Oh, you. Okay, I can keep. I can keep going. So I just think that uh, the I, the whole I, the point that you made that Group D could get exposed on very. I just think that someone needs more games underneath them because. Or at least both Dom1 and IG do, because they certainly have a larger vulnerability than we've seen from other groups. Um, so I want to see what we're having. People are putting in the Roboto meme, so definitely I my audio. But I like the take. I just yeah, think I, that Dom1 could definitely more. Yeah, I think, I think what you use was actually a really good point. The more I think, what well, Travis is your problem. Yeah. Yeah, hey, Travis, you got It's the it's gotta... hotel internet crapping. Hey, come out. on, Travis. I'm at a hotel. I don't know if I explained this again. I think everyone watching this who's criticizing it Travis, should say you're breaking should, up. Dude. They should all go to a hotel and try to stream a show. It's so weird to be on this. Travis, whenever. <sighs> Hang on, SKT could potentially this, be overrated. It did this earlier in the show, and then uh, it it got better. So hopefully, in a minute or so, we end up in a better place. SKT uh, could be overrated. Are you getting me, Travis? Yes, yeah, yeah. SKT could be overrated. They've played two really close games for us. RNG, who didn't make it through, they also lost, to, and they only beat them when they had their really wonky Garen Yumi stuff. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a world where what we've seen out of SKT 
is not as good as we might think. And so, so I don't think they'll lose to Splice, but I, getting upset in semis, I think that's a reasonable take as well. Right. Yeah. And like yes, SKT looks better. Yeah, SKT looks better in best of fives all the time, so I'm not, I'm not writing them off. I still have them as tournament favorites. Has been shown, at least. Yeah. SKT or G2 in the last part? For what? You said SKT for the last part. In the best of, in the best of five, you're not writing them off because they're tournament favorites, but are, were you saying that for SKT or G2? Uh, SKT, I was saying SKT usually performs very well in best of fives, so I'm not writing them off. Okay, because I could have said that exact same statement for G2, so. Yeah, for sure. Either way, Darking, thank you so much for your call. Anything you want to say on the way up? Uh, sure, I have two things. Uh, Raz, I'm really glad I got a chance to be on a call with you because uh, you're one of my favorite guests uh, on here. Ooh, love you. Love you, bro. Thanks uh, a lot for that. Yeah, so uh, I am love seeing you at World, so thanks for being on. And then... Uh, Shout out to uh, Alienware and uh, Movement because uh, I really enjoy all the content you're putting out, Travis. So uh, keep it up. I know it's been tough at times, but I'm really enjoying it. And I'm watching all the videos. Thank you. It has been tough at times. I am struggling. No, I'm just kidding. Either way, thanks so much, Dark King. Appreciate it. Yep. Everyone. All right. Uh, looks like we got three more callers to go. Um, let's take a look. So we've got Caruse44. Thank you for the four months in a row, five minutes ago. But following you since the Yahoo days, appreciate you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you too. How's it going, Twitch chat? Movement Hello, is. Travis, we're... Oh, go ahead. Here. Oh, you're here. Okay. The OG Kush. Welcome to the show. You've been on the show before. Uh, remind me where you're calling from. Hello, Travis. Good to be back. I'm calling from. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I think a couple callers ago, somebody was from Raleigh, which is like 20 minutes from me, so kind of funny. Nice. Well, glad to be getting folks in from North Carolina. It's a great state. Go fuck them up. What? <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about it, Travis. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, violence was not encouraged. Anyway, wait, are you in the car, OG Kush? Or an elevator? Uh, yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm a graduate student at the university, and so I'm like, I was just chilling in lab, and yeah, I'm, I'm about to leave in, soon, so yeah, there's an elevator nearby. Okay, sorry. Anyway, I was just curious. It's sorry always fun that. to hear what the hell is going on in the background. What do you want to talk about on the show? <laughs> um, I just wanted to talk about how, like, just with, I, I think, like, kind of everybody's overreacting about Team Liquid um, getting like knocked out of groups like i just like especially with how groups are made like it's really interesting like if tl would have gotten a group like group b like they probably would have gotten out and the narrative would be completely different but i mean like damwon and ig were both like in good form like they took one off damwon they had a close one with IG in their first one, and I think had some draft errors in their second one against IG. Um, and then they kind of, like they had, like up until that first Ocean ocean Drink against Dam One, they were pretty, like it was going pretty well with their kind of cheese strat, but like kind of fell falter. But yeah, I mean, like if they had a group like Group B, like they could have easily gotten out. It just shows like the variability that can come 
from like your group draw and like what forum teams are in. So, but the only th issue I have with that is I feel like NA's first seed should be able to beat the two third seeds from LCK and LPL. Uh, uh, Raz and I had uh, yeah. this conversation about yesterday uh, before I, I flew off to Madrid, and it's just sort of like that's why it's hard for me to give them any kind of excuse or get oh, a oh, free yeah, card is like because kind of, yeah, there's like an easier group, but like their group was average at best in terms of difficulty. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to like an excuse. Um, it's just like interesting to me, like how like much it can vary, and like. Like, yeah, like, Dab1 and IG are three seeds from their respective regions, but, like, like I mean, Raz has kind of touched on this, like, like you have, like, the Shy and Rookie, like, on the same team, too, with possibly the best solo laners in their respective lanes. Like, if the rest of the players aren't inting, like, they can easily carry. And, I, like, Dab1's a really good team as well. So, I mean, it's right, not like, yeah, I'm not, like, trying to make an excuse. It's just, like, the... Uh, it's just interesting how much a narrative can change just simply about like what group you're in. I mean, can I, I just make a little? You go first. You go first. How how short is yours? You sound like yours is little. So very short. Very short. See. So I'm just gonna support his point a little bit because I don't think IG being a third seed is necessarily like if we're just talking about who the strongest teams in the LPL are. I'd say uh, FPX is third. Uh, they're first seed, but they're third of the two other teams. Their IG and RNG are better. So I actually support yeah, this point. Yeah, that's exactly they may be third seed. That shit's harder. Right, but that's true for most worlds. Um, it's actually pretty common for second and third seeds to outperform first seeds. Um, and so instead of worrying about what seed someone is coming into the tournament, which is not necessarily indicative of strength, you should just look at the groups. And like, which groups does TL get out of in your mind, OG Kush, other than Group B? Hello? Oh, gee, Kush, did we lose? He's him? gone! He ejected! The professor showed up for his lap. I'm going to take that no answer as an answer. Yeah. Oh, no! Wait, he's back? Come back, OG oh, Kush. Kush! Yeah, sorry. Sorry, wait, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah wait. I can hear you. <laughs> wait. He said, oh, no, I hear me? And then immediately disconnected from Discord as soon as he said that. Not oh. only did NA evacuate the tournament, but he evacuated the call. Yeah, if, he, sure. if he if he just rejoins one of the calls, I can I can add him. Yeah, again. yeah. he just needs to rejoin. I assume it's like uh, there he is. There I'm he on is. Ho okay. I'm hotel internet. He's on school internet. I'm sure it's fine. Hello, Could, Hello? Kush, hey, are, you, are you with us? Hi. <laughs> okay, OJ Kush, did you I, hear my I, question? I was just trying to go. Uh, no, sorry, I I missed it. Okay, so what I said was, seeds is not necessarily a good a good way of determining strength coming into worlds. Historically, two and three seeds have done better than. In one seeds, it's not rare at all. So instead, you should just use the data you can to hindsight say, well, was this actually a hard group or not? And so my question is, now you've seen groups, what other groups would TL get out of other than group B? Uh, sorry, I kind of... All right, I'll answer for you. You, you got to be able to answer the them. question if you're coming into the call, my friend. No, I no, love no, your okay. name. You have an amazing name. Okay, OG wait, wait. Kush, think... That should be my name. All right, I, I bought it. I think we're time. good. Sorry. Okay, which which group does TL get out of? Aside from group B. B, no group B. You can't um, use group B. Who do they? Get, which groups do they get out of? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, 
the way that they were drawn out this year, like I don't care about draw. Put them in any group. I don't give a fuck. Get them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, put yeah. them in group A or group C. Do they get out? Group C. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm not sure if it's any. It's close to any different than group D, to be honest. Same, That's, maybe same with like group A, which is maybe so your yeah. point. Yes, yeah. that is that is indeed my point. Getting out of the easiest group is not an accomplishment. I would, no, I, I, it's not an accomplishment. I just like I think like, I think like group B was like so like it's so much different than than right, the rest but, of but them. It's people people crazy. aren't flaming TL for not for for because group B is easy. They're flaming them because no one thinks TL would get out of any group, and that's our best team. Yeah, and yeah. none of our teams got out of any groups. You can't hope that we get put into a, a group with the VCS and the LMS teams, and that's the way we get out. Oh, you know? yeah, that's not like, it's not like my hope. It's just like, like, I think that I was just like talking about like the narrative. Like, like well, I think, I think part of the problem is too, I'm going to, I'm going to let Mark simmer down for a second. Cause he's, he's on edge. No, I need oh. a pissed off Mark. Mark I'm Mark, pissed dude. There's Mark, no narrative. I need mad Mark. There's no Mark, narrative. Go grab, it's go, fact. Go let mad that. Mark talk. <laughs> we are not. We are not on the level of other major regions. No, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think we are. I just like. What do you like? What do you think? Is that like, not the narrative you're pushing back against? Well, like I mean, like, do you think that that narrative would have existed if TL would have gotten a group B? Probably. Yeah. Like, like Splice was, is getting a lot of shit right now, and they won. Yeah. Yeah, I would. If if oh. TL limped out of group B, I would give him shit. Yeah, they need to be first seed. Okay. Group yeah, let's see. I mean, if they had something like Group B and they got like first seed out, and then they had like a pretty competitive quarters, then lost, like would be. I feel like it would be better than it is now. You know what I mean? Well, but now you're also assuming they're having competitive quarters versus yeah. SPT. But that well, hasn't. Okay, I mean, if if they okay, yeah, that's assuming that they would have gotten the same draw twice. But I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I see what you mean. I just, I think it would be a little bit different if that would have happened. I mean, I, like, I mean, my opinion is, like, like I don't, yeah, like, TL is, like, not I on think level on some of the other part, major regions. Like, that's Part of sure. the problem. I just think, like, you can get, like, it's just interesting. Like, I think people's perspectives would be different just simply based off the group. Part uh, of the problem yeah. is, yeah, I think part of the problem is you're you're looking at this and you're like, Right, I think maybe perhaps the way you're looking at it is you're saying, okay, TL were in this group. Obviously, IG's uh, pretty tough. You know, they were. It was a tough group. Uh, you know, three three of the teams. You know, but uh, I think people are also looking at this in historical context. You know, it's not like yeah. these first seeds like TSM or TL over the past several years have made it out of groups. And this time, like, this was super competitive, and they were one game away. It's like this always happens. And so I yeah, think yeah. It's, it's part of the reason why it's like this is not a one-world's narrative. This is a narrative. And so I understand why people are super frustrated. Now, I hope people are not being yeah. dicks about it because, like, obviously the players are super frustrated by it too. And I don't think it's yeah. like any of these guys are goofing around. But I 100% I can understand the narrative. As, as somebody who's frustrated with it myself of, like, why the fuck do we spend all this money, all this time, you know, fly over to Worlds, I interview everyone, yep. and then my teams never make it out except for, I guess, uh, uh, last, last year. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely frustrating as an, uh, as an NA fan and a TL fan. I just thought that was, like, 
it's just interesting like, uh, if people's thoughts would, would change best off the group. But I mean, like, yeah, like Group D was definitely winnable for TL. I think, you know, like, they dismiss ex executed. Like, I don't think they're too, I mean, they're, I think they're definitely, like, they're clearly worse than Damwon and IG. But I don't think it's, they're, like, that far away. Yeah, you know? I just think at some point in time, they need to not be that day. far away. They need to yeah. be better. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yep. So, my only takeaway um, is that Team Liquid needs competition. I know uh, it was already said on by Grabs on, on Twitter already. It's a pretty obvious point. And it kind of connects to an earlier discussion that we had about NA talent. But also, if you just look about the teams, there is no real team that can contest against Team Liquid on a consistent basis. I think Cloud9 was the closest to that. Yeah. Um, but if you have real competition during your league that will challenge you during the regular season, challenge you during uh, playoffs, and I, I mean that would be a pretty good way to push you to make it so you're competitive during Worlds. Yeah. And not I even just competitive. Not even just competitive. Yeah, I'll just I'll just wrap up my point. Not even competitive, but it will change the idea of like, what do you think X will look like in an international event? Because you've already seen high quality play and the uh, LPL finals or something and the LCK finals, but if you just see high-quality play being played in LCS, that changes the discussion already. And if you want the discussion to change, then the content itself has to change. I only think yeah. Hey, thanks so much, uh, OG Kush, for calling in again. Uh, do you have anything you want to shout out at the end here? Um, nothing really. I just wanted to say one last thing that I was just, like, memeing about with some friends that, like, deep, like, so TL gets some more competition. Steve should just buy a spot into the LEC and then just buy, spend as much money as possible to bypass any import regulations. He should buy a spot in the LEC? Yeah. That was just, yeah. I don't get go. the joke, really but I appreciate the spirit. Thank you, OG Kush, for calling <laughs> in. Uh, have, a, have a good one. We'll catch you next time. All right. Yeah. I approve of that one. What, Raz, can you explain the joke? He's just saying that they should just buy into the LEC. So then oh, the real instead question instead of is, the LCS. Yeah, yeah. Like, like if, he, if TL wants to win, TL needs to be an LEC team instead of an LCS team. Yeah. Okay. What now, was the joke funny? I didn't laugh. But it was technically a joke. Hello. Poor OG hey. Hello. I love it. I love it with the caller. When Mark drags the caller in here and they don't, they don't, we, we don't, don't really introduce them. They just go, hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, Pam, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? Hello. I'm calling from uh, San Francisco. <laughs> sorry, San you Francisco. cut out there, Travis. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure they, yeah, as we said, the internet's not great. Uh, what, do you, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Oh, yeah. So my my hot take is that Fnatic is going to beat FPX. And uh, I'll preface this by saying I haven't watched a lot of LPL, so Rads, you could totally shut me down here. But I think the, the home field advantage is going to be really good. And seeing the improvement from week one to week two. And I was actually listening to the interview that you did with uh, Reckless. So I think that Fnatic's looking pretty strong right now, and I think they'll, they'll beat FPX. Yeah. So you think this is a hot take? Again, it's this is shocking to me. You're an LCS. I would expect an LEC fan to call in and say, "Hot take: Fnatic beats 
but like, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, what, is it, what's, what's, uh, like my question for, for, for Raz is how hot do you think this take is? Because to me, I watched, you know, I, I watched Fnatic be better than an RNG who I think was, was slightly better than FPX. So is this, is this a hot take or is this a, a cold take or is this like a been left out of the fridge take? Luke warm. This is, Luke this is a take. pretty, I think it's a nice cold take. Cause I even said right after the group draw that Fnatic has to be happy about the fact that they drew um, Fun Plus Phoenix out of all the seed one teams. And technically you can make the same call about Fun Plus because of all the C team, C2 teams, that's G2, that's um, IG. Dumb, yeah, IG. Like, it's actually just not good, isn't it? It's actually just not happy. So, like, technically both teams are happy about it, but that's what's the funniest thing about it. I think both teams feel decently about taking the win. So, I think it's a pretty close 50 50. So, it's not, I don't think it's a cool, I don't think it's a hot take at all. I mean, the big question yeah. is, which of these teams are we going to get? Because we've seen awful games out of both of them. You know, if we get the Fnatic that played against Clutch, uh, that might not be great. But, like, and similarly, like, FPX is, uh Yeah, I think we'll see closer to the better half of both these teams. A lot of Fnatic's bad games were when they were still messing around with non-standard bot lanes, and they looked a lot better in Week 2, and they kind of went back to that. Um, similar with FPX, a lot of their, their worst performances were on the first day. Yes, they did lose to Splice, but then they came back and beat them. Um, so, I think I have a little bit more faith in Fnatic. Um, but I think it's close. I think Doinby and Tian match up pretty well versus Nemesis and Baroxa. I think the bot lanes are a bit of a question mark to me because LWX looked really sus in, in one, of their, one or two of their games, I think. And same with Gimgoon, but uh, Whippo also looked a little sus at points. So, like, there's a couple little areas in the side lanes I'm more concerned about. I think the mid-jungle duos match up really well. Yeah, I actually think the most impress the most interesting thing about this series is the fact that, I'd say for the tournament, um, Fnatic and FPX have some of the best jungle supports. So, yeah. Song and uh, Broxa versus... Um, you know, Tian and, uh, holy shit, Chris. He's changed his support name, so I, I, I'll give myself a pass on that. <laughs> um, and Chris, like, that's a really good uh, matchup. I have a lot more faith in FPX just because I think from the games that we've seen them, even though in a much less competitive group on Week 2, that they were able to nail down their, um, their usual go-to punch in the first 10 minutes pretty consistently and pretty cleanly. So they looked a lot more cleaner, I would say, than Fnatic necessarily did. And in the last game, we saw Fnatic go up against RNG. That was just atrocious. And uh, yeah, so I, uh, in terms of drafting from RNG's side, and also I just think that both uh, Xiaohu and Ming had pretty bad tournaments. So it's pretty rough, I would say. It's a close one between those two teams, but I would say FPX is in, uh, has looked a little better. Yeah, so one thing that was actually postulated before World started was everyone was like, oh, Mage's bot lane is going to be super good. Like, bigger buff, Heimer buff, Cinderflex, you know, and then it absolutely, like, shit the bed week one. Yeah, you were talking about this earlier, the, Raz, right? The the win rates? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, it it makes me wonder, if is it an execution thing, or is it actually that Mages are significantly, like, worse than standard AD carries? Because I, I actually thought that uh, the big advantage of 
places like G- or teams like G2 and Fnatic that they could play like Heimerdinger bot and just troll the shit out of everyone, you know, and just like kind of do a cheese, if you will. But it looks like that isn't really the case. And so the argument for like the European teams being like using that as like a wild card kind of move seems to have diminished a bit. That, that was something that was really surprising to me uh, watching the past group stage. So. Yeah, and I mean, there's some strategies that are more effective. Like as much as Garen Yumi got shit on for how it looked, it is actually three and two, and I think Yasuo is three and one. So, I mean, I wouldn't count out non-standard bot lanes out completely yet, but I think you have to use them in smarter situations. And like, well, let's just flex the Syndra to get a better mid matchup with no consideration of like what that does for our bot lane, which is what kind of felt like happened with IG in their Dampamon game where they gave rookie Oriana to play into the Akali, but then you have Jackie Love on Syndra, you know? And like, yeah. like I think there's good instances of it, but a lot of teams kind of, I think, bought into the hype of just the overall matchups and things. Yeah, I think overall Syndra isn't as good as people make her out to be. Like, she's not that good of a flex, if that makes sense. That's just my personal opinion. I think um, I do think we're, we're headed off topic a little bit, but... So, yep. so it sounds like we all think Fnatic is going to get out past FPX. Well, no, Raz said FPX. Raz said that FPX. Raz said FPX. Yeah. But we Sorry, did say but you were cool. saying you don't think it's a hot take, Raz. Yeah, I think it's a very cold take. Because you're in your mind 50 50. Yeah. yeah. Uh, either way, thanks so much, Ham. Uh, is there any shout outs, anything you want to say here at the end? Uh, no, I guess go EU. I'm a, I guess now the NA is out, I have to root for you uh but yeah thanks thanks for having me on the show <laughs> i will there we go that is the most na statement ever uh <laughs> go you i i guess it is so it's those guys <laughs> i'm still i'm still gonna watch worlds but fuck i don't have anyone i want to cheer for yeah it's like <laughs> i guess the other people who might uh, anyway thanks him have a good one yeah all right let's take a quick break uh really quickly i saw it earlier we have Marcy. one person left. Marcy, I don't know. One person left. Uh, I saw earlier Marcy and the twi- and Twitch chat was asking about movement. Well, guess what, everybody? It's time for our movement break. I'll talk a little bit about them. Sponsor of the show. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring. I'm wearing their watch right now. You can see this in all the interviews. I'm always wearing this watch. Uh, the great thing is, actually, I, I can see what time it is in NA because I haven't updated the time. And it's kind of cool because when I know it's time here, I can actually go... Do the math on whenever I should be releasing content there or messaging someone. Either way, mvmt.com slash Travis. If you're in the Twitch chat right now, if you're watching live, if you're on the podcast, if you're on the YouTube, if you're on the Twitch VOD, if you're in the hotel room next door to me, go to mvmt.com slash Travis. Do me a favor. It super helps me out. Uh, it helps out the show. Really appreciate it. You go check it out. They make awesome stuff. They're a Los Angeles-based company, so they're right out of my hometown city. Uh, and they make watches, they make sunglasses, they make great stuff. Uh, really appreciate it. We already got a shout out from somebody on the show earlier who says that they're looking to try to get one of these sweet watches. They've got a bunch of different designs. They've got stuff for men and women. Uh, so, you know, if it's if you're watching and you're a man or a woman, you could get something there. Uh, either way, they, they've been supporting so much of the content that I've been doing for the last couple months. I really appreciate them as a sponsor. Again, that's mvmt.com slash Travis. If you're listening to the YouTube, uh, or if you're on YouTube, you can go check them out in the uh, link in the description. I just put it in the Twitch chat as well for our live viewers. So thank you so much to Movement for your support of our show. And Mark is back just in time for the next caller, even though we lost Raz. He'll be back in a second. His hotel room is 
Probably not that big. He can't go that far. Uh, Mark, you want to grab our next caller? I just did, bruh. Whoa. Did you even audio check them? Yeah, bruh. Karawi? Where are you calling from? That was a whiff. Uh, it's Kara, capital of uh, Egypt. I'm calling from Brisbane, Australia. Okay, wait. Okay, first off, you sounded really disappointed in me, and I just want to say, I don't think it's K-A-I-R-O-W-E. You know, it's not the easiest thing to pronounce. I'll, I'll give you a pause. I'll give you a pause. Jesus. What? Okay. I can already tell this caller is not going to be my favorite. Uh, what, what do you want? Say, wait, say your name one more time. Cairo. 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 What would you like to talk about on the show tonight? So much hostility. Um, I want to talk about how it's just really disappointing seeing NA teams split after split. They boom their roster, they get like two new people back, and then next split, they're suddenly like, what do we do after 15 minutes? What do we do when we're facing a split, a split push comp? What do we do when we're facing, you know, a late game scaling comp? How do we draft? How do we, you know, freeze lanes? It just seems like we're setting these young kids up for failure because we're basically being like, yeah, you can click a button good, you've got good APM, uh, join our academy squad. And then they get called up to the big leagues and it's like, well, uh, we're going to draft you into an impossible position. You're good on Lee Sin, right? Cool. Well, here, play a game with a 40-minute meta and just you know, win lol. So we're, we're, it's, it's our fault, not the rookie's fault for failing. Yes, us in us four people in this Twitch chat. No, no, no I mean like us as in the <laughs> no. North American system. Yeah, Jeez. well, yeah, I think it's an endemic issue. Like, if we could just if we could foster like a season where like imagine as Mark said before, if we got Broken Blade, and instead of just being like, hey, cool, this guy is a Riven one trick or whatever, he's starting on our you know LCS team. If we just like put him in academy for a year, and then Peter, Peter Zhang's like, okay, here's how you play Orn. Here's how you play Vladimir. Here's how you play Gangplank. Okay, you're good. Go, you know, get promoted next year or whatever. Instead of doing that, it's like, no, straight up to TSM and then you're just under incredible pressure and, you know, he might be in positions where it's like, okay, you have to learn three counter picks to a matchup you've never played in a week because Optic is running something obscure top. You know? So what like, should TSM have done during that year? Oh, I don't know. See, I'm I mean, that, for that. okay. I'm well, just... I mean, the whole you can't. The whole point is that they needed a top, and Broken Blade was like a person who was supposed to like. Like, it's not like they're bringing these guys over for the heck of it. They're bringing them over to salt to fill a space in their roster on their main team. Well, well, and and to be fair, Broken Blade was in the TCL and was good there. So it wasn't like this was his first journey to competitive, but. I, oh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll let you run with that take for a second. Yeah, no, okay, so that's probably a bad example. But what I'm trying to say is I think it's more, it'd be more of a effective utilization of the academy system, and it would probably give us something that would give us a leg up. Or a I mean, this is, kind of what, this is kind of what Mark was saying at the start of the show, right? Which is, like, we should be finding the talent uh, who have shown promise in these other regions and then bring them over and put them in academy. It sounds like this is kind not of... Partic no, not particularly. I'm just saying we should be teaching them how to think about the game critically. Like, when's a good time to freeze wave? You know, how to properly draft, how to know your win conditions, which has been repeated for 
splits, but people. Are we still not doing that it. in the spring split? Evidently not. Well, so this is this is an interesting take um, because this kind of comes down to more for coaching, and that's that's where I want to kind of guide this discussion because you're saying the coaches need to teach these young players these things. Um, but there is a bit of what I guess you could say is a counter movement going on amongst some of the veterans in the the NAC and even ones who come from Europe over and things like that. Um, and I've, I've heard a couple talk about how coaches are given too much, um, like not necessarily authority, but like they don't give players enough autonomy to, to learn things on their own and make mistakes and grow. And you've heard, I think, some EU coaches maybe mention this as well. No, this happened on Hotline League at Rift Rivals. Uh, we yeah. had all those coaches on, and then and it was that conversation they had with Peter or Doublelift whenever he was on the show, and it was kind of this weird thing around like, oh yeah, like the the players aren't able to like have enough of a voice. It's similar, but I think a little different because if I remember correctly, they were also criticizing just like playing Sona TK nonstop in scrims. Um, no, but they also talked about the. Yeah, okay, okay. Then, yeah, I'm just remembering then. Uh, like, specifically, even Amazing today tweeted at me when I was talking about some of this importing um, other region young players. Uh, you know, he was saying, you know, quote, uh, I'd say NA has an overall bad case of too many chefs, aka coaches and analysts, that spoil the broth over analyzing and not giving players enough autonomy and thus alienating them from their kind of final product, like, you know, performance. And he's been seeing it for a while now. Um, and he was saying NA's biggest strength as money also becomes its biggest weakness because top-down wise they hire these people who are supposed to have all the right answers who realistically don't and they they instead of having it be like this players learning as they go and you know to the caller's point you know maybe if you put them right on the main stage right away they might not be able to learn as they go quite as effectively as if they were in academy or something and developing in a an environment closer to their actual skill level as they progress um but the idea that the coaches are the ones who are going to teach all these kids how to play um, is something that I think a lot of veterans are starting to say, like, we're going too far to giving coaches that power and not enough to letting players just be themselves learn. And I know a number of, of people, not just amazing, have said similarly that, like, it's so frustrating to, to have VOD reviews in these settings where, like, every mistake you make is is criticized and they say don't do that and it feels like complete hindsight and they're not and they feel like they're they're limited in what they're they're allowed to learn um that, that that's interesting because the impression i get is that sort of like the current nba nalcs especially is more of a player player driven league than an organizational league so that's a interesting take actually i think um you know it's still a lot about players, but I would say compared to Europe, it's a lot less about players in their opinion. And even from my understanding, when I've read articles by some Korean coaches and stuff, it depends a little bit more over there, but I've definitely heard it different. I don't know what Raz is, if, if you have insight on what LPL coaching structure and, and influence is kind of like. Uh, it's fairly player dominated. I mean, it always depends on the team, of course. The younger the players are, the more coaching, coaching dominant as it should be. Um, I think that this kind of take is a little bit oversimplification, just simply because I don't think it's ever, and this is from, let's just say, I'll use the great example of Oceania or North America or whatever, and say that there is no such thing as a team that's like, we don't know how to split push, we don't know how to draft, we don't know because it's a game of relativity. You may be able to accomplish that within your domestic region, because what you're doing is not being punished, 
like grouping at a certain time for Baron is not being punished. The enemy team can still like basically pressure you off the objective while taking the sideline, or um, you know being able to send uh, one four, but not get you know but be on the map at the same time or leave. like you know what I mean. Essentially, yeah. it's all about ability to punish. Like G two is the greatest example recently where you would say that they're the best team in the world uh, coming into the tournament. But they just came off of a week two where they just literally talked about how they were only being punished in two of their games versus Griffin when they were making mistakes throughout the entire day. So I think the entire idea that North America cannot split push or cannot team fight or all that, that's not necessarily the case. It's all about being able to do that at the highest level uh, with your team. And I would say, remember, not having competition within the region does that fairly consistently. You may think your draft, like I've seen a lot of optic drafts and I feel like within the domestic region, they look at that and like, hey, that's incredibly creative. But I'm like, wow, there's actually there's a ton of holes. And I think this is more so towards the spring split rather than the summer split. But the issue is that it doesn't get punished during the season. It doesn't. Or not heavily enough for it to go into the like, uh, like 20 minute mark and for it to be online. So I think it really comes down to them being able to play a stronger game of fundamentals throughout the game so they can go into international events and go up against the best teams in accomplishing that. So that's why that's where I would challenge it. I would say the best example of this was like Team Liquid. I think it was when they went up against... I, uh, I'll say Dumb One. I'm trying to remember. I think it was Dumb One. Where for a good majority of the late game... Uh, Impact was being pulled from the sideline and was actually just losing waves consistently for no good reason. That's a small, that's a, a pretty large misplay that the team would you know be able to look over and say, "Wow, only this Korean team is actually punishing us pretty heavily, and now our Impact is almost useless, or especially in the matchup because of the fact that he he's being pulled too early." So uh, that's where I would pull out and say that North American teams are pretty good at it. But if they're going up against each other, they will never be optimal at it. And uh, what would you say is the better way to improve that and get and, and get better? I know you're saying, you know, I, uh, iron sharpens iron or whatever that saying is, you know, increase oh. competition. But in North America, do you think it's from a coaching perspective or like an improvement perspective, like the caller is saying, is it that we need to have people being taught this by coaches who have a better understanding or uh, yeah i'd say i'd say number one is certainly coaching because um a lot of the times after a scrim you need to be able to go through what you think is an ideal situation rather than did we get punished at this point right because punishment shouldn't even be a conversation you should be hey we still won this game or uh hey we stomped but this is what we should be doing doing regardless being disciplined in those moments when the enemy team that you're going up against isn't really pushing you to be disciplined is important and another thing is also taking the opportunities you can at boot camp uh where did na and i would say to a certain extent eu go during boot camp when they had the opportunity they went into eu should have gone to china and korea uh specifically korea that would have been the best chance but a lot of people right now were high were you know drinking that kool-aid of hey you know what we're we're all the same, guys. Korea, China, and, and West are uh, at the, you know, basically in the same road. That's not true. Everyone was watching LCK. 
I'm not going to talk about China because not you know I can understand if not a lot of the players are watching the LPL, but we all saw the dominance of or at least how strong the Griffin players were, the like players for SKT were, and that's where they were screaming. When you have the opportunity to boot camp, you should be able to boot camp there. But everybody wanted to. Everybody saying, I mean, to bring up the meme, everybody was saying G2 is the best team in the world, right? And you have Fnatic taking the best to five game series. But that may be true. Why isn't G2 going over there? You know what I mean? I'm saying if you're at the top of the totem pole, um, and I'm saying G2 coming into the tournament were the favorites, sure. But then who would they be scrimming with? They would be scrimming against Fnatic, which is great. That's fine. And then they would be going up against North American teams. Should you be happy about that? You should not be happy about that. You should be going to Korea and going up against some of the best teams there. I think hey, that would be... Reckless had great things that. to say about Clutch Game. You should go look at my interview. YouTube.com slash Travis Gafford. Be sure to subscribe. Hit the bell. But, uh, the, the, but I look, it's I can kind of understand the idea of EU is so dominant, everybody thinks they're going to win this. That's what everybody was saying going into Worlds. Um, and you're, you're saying, you know, everybody was watching LCK. They knew that these teams were so good, blah, blah, blah. But everybody was watching LEC and felt the same way. So I feel like your argument kind of goes both ways in this situation. I'm, I'm, by the well, way, I'm not saying I disagree with, in, in general, everything you're saying. I'm just saying, in this one specific thing, I feel like people generally have said, we want to go boot camp in the strongest region and face the strongest teams. And that's why they go to Korea. This year, it seemed as though to most people before this tournament, everybody was saying EU was the strongest region. To the extent that yeah, I, I, think... I had a 30-minute painful show about that. Well, I mean... Oh, you go first. You go first. Sorry to talk. No, sorry. I was going to put words in your mouth so you better you say it. Okay, because, um, I mean, someone you're not so good in chat said, Perk said they didn't want to hassle with flying and adjusting the schedule. I mean, that I mean, that's just comes down to priority. But, uh, yeah, sure, if you think that they're the strongest region, I would say that maybe there are two or three teams you can uh, scream against. But then you look at the wealth of teams in Europe and Korea, and that's literally going to one server and being able to play up against multiple teams. It's obviously the better environment. You mean China and Korea? The wealth of teams in China and Korea? Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, China and Korea. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Raz's point isn't that they were right and now they're wrong. He was saying they're always wrong to have thought that scrimming yeah. one other good team in Europe was better than scrimming four good teams in Korea. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. I, I bought Fair into enough. the hype. I was like, sure, why not? But yeah, obviously, they, they Korea finished all seed one, so. Yeah. Uh, well, that... This is all pretty off topic from Cairo's point, though, I think. To be fair, I made a really bad point of it anyway, so it's it's all good. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> Kairos, uh, really quickly, is there anything you want us to address more on, on your topic? I appreciate Kairos. I appreciate you. Um, Tyler Hero, Rookie of the Year, and Twitch Prime. That's all. Oh, you're just uh, you're okay. Well, either way, Oh, he's gone. That's what I like to hear. I was giving him a chance. Like I felt Mark was like we didn't do a good enough job of addressing his point. I'm like, is there anything else you want us to say on it, or? But then he just peaced out. But he did no, he Twitch said his Prime. point. He said Tyler Hero, Rookie of the Year. God bless him. No one, I, no, yeah, that's for the NBA heads out there. Look, Mark, do you have anything you want to shout out? Say here at the end of the show. Um, no, I think. But you have a, a show that episode? you're doing with right. What? You have that show you're doing with right. You want to shout out? Oh, right, yeah. Uh, we filmed two more episodes of The Review with Medios and Crumbs. Um, 
uh, spoilers, but one's with FPX and Splice because we didn't cover a Group B team uh, with our first batch. And then the other one is Damwon ID because it felt like one of the better games uh, to cover in terms of how close it was. And we wanted to focus on teams who got out. So, uh, yeah, those are those the games we picked. They'll be coming out sometime this week, I believe. I'm not exactly sure on release date, so just make sure to follow my Twitter or Loli Sports. Uh, other than that, I have fun. Uh, I enjoy talking about things we can do better in the future. I enjoy looking up stats, and I'm not saying any of these things are the silver bullet that cures all problems, but I'm proposing different ideas than saying... I think we should give $1,000 a piece to whoever's in the top 100 of solo queue. What the hell? That's not going to do anything. You're just going to give one tricks $1,000. What if what if it's just pro players all in the top ten? Oh, <laughs> like, it is, like it is in Korea, you know. <laughs> this was a this was a, a Twitter conversation that took place, Raz, that I think you might have missed. Uh, it wasn't my Twitter. Conversation. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Uh, that's right oh. I mean, sure, it's not like a horrible idea. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying it's probably more effective strategies. Yeah. Either way, uh, that's the show. Raz, do you have anything? Wait a minute. Shout? Yeah, I you didn't let rest. Uh, I just said, do you have anything you want to shout out? Jesus. <laughs> that's the I have, show. Goodbye. I have uh, a high APM. The moment you said that's it, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Not Whatever. Slide. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, much love to Movement, Alienware. Uh, who else do you have? No, those are two sponsors. Thanks for paying attention. Oh, thank God. I thought I just elbow dropped another sponsor of yours, no, but thankfully. Good. You've got some great ass sponsors. But continue to sponsor the If anybody else wants to sponsor, we can uh, we can fit one more in. Perfect. Get in there. Intel. You have Intel. Well, okay, this is complicated. But Intel and Alienware did the uh, LPL trip, but Intel doesn't officially sponsor the show. But I love Intel anyway, and they're a great oh. partner for you know all the work that I do with Alienware. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, I will say, yeah, that's about it. Uh, at RazLPL, you know me. Much love. Continue to watch Worlds and continue to love LEC teams. They might get bumped out in quarterfinals, but we'll see there. We'll see about that. Uh, for me, I've got a ton of content still coming to the YouTube channel, including the LPL uh, mini docs that will be hitting. It's probably getting too late to do it today, so I need to send somebody a message and apologize for getting it one day out late. But it'll hit tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we got a bunch of interviews and all sorts of stuff. Did a bunch of stuff during the uh, second half of groups, but I'll be honest, like we don't tend to release on top of Worlds Days because like people don't notice the interviews because they're watching Worlds instead. And especially this year, whenever Worlds is during the whole day of EU and also in the morning of, L of NA, it's just a tough release schedule. So those will be hitting this week. We got some caster interviews and stuff. Um, shout out to G2. Everyone else, you can check out the rest of my coverage on my YouTube channel. Thanks, everyone, for watching this episode of Pop Man League. Goodbye.